0: I can't even like comprehend sometimes how incredibly beautiful life is. Like you go through like the craziest stuff and then like, you find all these like answers to it. And then you go, wow, I can't believe it. Like I, this was supposed to happen and I'm so lucky for it. Um, and I'm sitting across from somebody who who reminds me of that all the time <laughs> you really do like the other day I called up my really good friend Jill Michelle Melion and I was like having the worst night and she just said you're gonna be fine and I'm still going through the like I'm still in the heart of the storm but man do you ever make me feel better about oh, it and and you're you. right like there's so many many good things and like I just constantly stumble into the good stuff I, I'm so lucky Jill
1: yeah, I mean we all, I mean jeez, the roller coaster of life, right? But I think lately for myself and what I'm trying to like kind of it ex- ex- was the word exude, would that be a word? <laughs> I don't even know or um, illuminate. I don't know. Let me get fancy here. Let's get all LA let's on let's it. Let's get all LA. It's like your soul s- right? my soul petrifies. What is that? <laughs> what is that? Namaste. Um, but it's it's more of like I guess uh, embracing the contrast. And knowing that when a contrast arises, um, that it's, it's acknowledgement for expansion of growth and without that contrast, life would be really damn boring. So you got to look at it like, well, thank you for that. Thank you. And I can't wait because I'm going to grow so much from this and learn new things and lessons that I didn't know before. So that's why I'm really trying to practice and, and, and really embrace that with my friends. Um, and it's, it's helping me, you know, not got to check into a crazy house. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I might as well share it with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so it's true. i would be like, yo bro, that's deep. That's some deep shit, bro. That's some deep shit, bro. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, some stoners are listening to this right now. Like, yeah, (laughs) what up? Yeah, it's just (laughs) true.
0: I, I mean, I, I don't feel like I ever really learned it until lately. How, how like karma and things just come back in a positive way. So and karma.
1: People, you know, always give a weird definition of karma. They have a a strange. Way to look at it, but karma is just an accumulation of, of events,
0: isn't that that place where you can yeah. get a car
1: real cheap? Yeah, you car- can't really cheap? car marks car- 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 <laughs> Karma. Um, but yeah, like people always go, Oh, that's karma, man, karma's, bitch and you're like, No, karma is just an accumulation of events, and so that's the outcome. So, right, you know, if you're a shitty person, <laughs> then you're gonna get some shitty stuff happen to you. Well, like so. I was telling
0: you, I just had like this wonderful experience this week with a man that I met a few years ago who helped me out with something um, that we were dealing with. And then I needed help. And I just out of the blue reached out. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to totally help you. And I'm just like, that's so fucking nice. And and it's because, you know, I had a good relationship with him in this prior, like, issue. Yeah.
1: Well, I think, too, and it's also I think we've come to an age where we're asking for help. Uh, <laughs> you know all the time all the time now oh I'm god. like I need help can uh, <laughs> you pick that up too so my bones hurt like you know I'm like it really is at that point where for so long I thought I got this I got this no no problem I, I got this I got this no no I got it so
0: independent
1: oh it's so independent and then now I'm just like help me <laughs> I'm like the little fly help. In, the, in the movie help in the me. Help. that's me That is totally me oh god so but it's an amazing, because some people will completely ignore you and not help you, and you just got to keep, you know, knocking on the doors or making the phone calls that someone finally goes, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I look at even just the fact that, uh, look at
0: Meg, the yeah. movie that you made. Like, th- that was a collection of a lot of people coming together to make something really cool. And, uh, the, and Meg is the film that, that Jill produced brilliantly by oh, herself, like, uh, tell, tell everybody. Well, okay. We talked about it on the podcast before, yes, but yes. it's like, extra exciting now because it's actually coming out. You're going to be able to watch it. Yeah, which you is can awesome. actually
1: get it for pre sale right now um, on uh, www.thisismig.com slash iTunes. Is it a backslash or is just slash? I don't know what is. Don't ask What me. is that called? Because the other day I talked to my phone and I think I said backslash and it gave an opposite, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Well, do it. So If you
0: entered it in with a backslash, and it doesn't go to the and right thing. Then the go back slash. and then do it the other direction. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can always
1: always go to thisismeg.com, and then it has it on there, a link to and then it. Then there, so you, there go. you go. There you go. <laughs> but this is Meg. Um, well, first of all, it, Meg, everyone goes, are you Meg? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, that's your name, Megan? And I'm like, no. But I named it This Is Meg because when I was a little girl, I wanted everyone to call me Megan. I wanted my name to not be Jill Michelle or Jilly. I wanted it to be. Megan. Why Megan? I have no idea. I loved that name for some reason. Hmm. So all my scripts, um, as I was, you know, as a writer, as a young writer, was always Meg, my the lead character. And then they would get transformed and, you know, people would, you know, have a rewrite on a script or whatever. And then it just never came in to fruition and when what happened was something really bad and I don't want to say bad again it's the contrast so something happened that Meg was born from so uh it was two seasons ago in pilot season I was you know I was on the road for like five years and I was missing pilot seasons a lot and you know after Mad TV and Reno 911 you know you have a hype in a in a there's a a roll. You're on a roll. And I was like, woohoo, I'll always be on TV, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so I went to the road, you know, to develop my hour. And they forgot about me. You know, this town just, if you're not around in their face, you know, every second of the day, they they forget about you real quick. And uh, so after, like, after being so much on the road and going, you know what, I have a solid, I am solid now, solid headliner. I'm going to go back. Yeah, because also the money was getting lower on the road because you know, my credits weren't as current, you know, people still knew Reno 911 and Mad TV, but it was starting to like, okay, that's a few years well, old. It's now. a
0: delicate balance, right? People who don't focus their careers in Los Angeles. This was a huge debate that I had yeah. with, um, cause you, you have to have a, uh, either be in New York or LA in our industry because yeah. you can't, float it from anywhere you can't you be can't. in a city let's say like nashville and have a comedy career unless you're sandra bullock right and yeah. All, uh, yeah and then they're calling you to come exactly. and yeah yeah you got to be able to just well i mean there's so many other other things you can do in los angeles that kind of propel your draw on the road yeah, it, and actually, I'm it, still trying to figure that out. And you're doing a great
1: job at <laughs> trying, it. My goodness, and trying. but that's that's exactly it. it L. A. kind of um, puts you on the map of film and TV, so therefore, people all over the country and in uh, also in um, overseas uh, become fans, and then those fans are the ones that are the draw for you when you go out and you do stand up. Right. So when you know. Those fans were getting older, and they—I guess—they weren't going out as much, and the younger ones were coming up, and they don't remember the old Mad TV's and Reno 911. So I was like, "Holy crap! I got to go back to LA and uh, and book another TV show or a film or something." So I, I come back, and they're all—I swear casting directors were like, "We thought you got married and had kids and just quit the business." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> like I've been on the road, you know? What are you talking about?" Wow. So it was—it um, was really frustrating for me because. That pilot season, I was up for a lot of great roles. And it rolled over to um, people that were coming off of shows. So they were direct offers. So I was the second tier. So I didn't book. And that, like, it was a crusher for me. Because I went, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I don't have the hype that is necessary to book another show. I I have to get in the trenches here again. And so I quit the road because I had my hour, locked in the hour, shot the hour after Meg because I, I felt as though, I mean, you're the one that told me to shoot the hour. Remember that? I you was were, adamant
0: that you, you were, shoot yes. your special.
1: Because because Alana looks at me, and after we did This is Meg, I, and I'm going, okay, I need to find a producer for my special, blah, blah, we blah. You were working with somebody that was pr- going to produce your special or something I was there was t- I actually had three offers, and they were so terrible, these offers, um it was sad and I was just kind of like how am I going to give you all my material for x amount of dollars and then you have ownership like it just didn't make sense right. so um so after this is Meg was accomplished a feature film you know you turned to me and you were like why don't you just do it and I was like oh my god yes like I'm <laughs> like such an idiot so uh so right now so we're in editing with so that which is that, really cool I mean but
0: honestly it was it wasn't really Anything more than just common sense. Like, you're so but funny. I, ha- I have no common sense. <laughs> so I appreciate it. I think it's just weird because, you know, we never see ourselves where we are ever. So having a friend just be like, go do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's great. I was there for one of the recordings. So I can't wait to I see know. You when it what It looks so good. It's it's you Are you in editing? We're editing now. now. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because we had to wait for This Is Meg to be finished to get distribution um to know kind of where we're going to piggyback the special from um and also the education of the distribution um outlet because i didn't i wasn't fully aware of it you know going into a feature um i had done shorts in the past but they were on the, the festival circuit and so this is make was was um, born from a bad pilot season. But um, what does that
0: mean like when you're saying like distribution and stuff? So that's a, you're getting an education now and like having your own thing to sell? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So now I know
1: about all the distribution so now I know so you, how to make like movies. By doing
0: this you're like
1: yeah. teaching. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I can like sit down and, and guide friends and you know and say you know what you might want to look at this and I mean and it's constantly changing too so now that I have like kind of the lingo the basic lingo I'm able to really ask the hard questions so when changes are happening I can just move with the tide but um, it's really empowering for young filmmakers and I say young filmmakers even though yeah I'm old getting up there you know Stop. Um, stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't say no, that. You're I'm not allowed I, to
0: say that. <laughs> I know. Well,
1: it's like you, you get next to these 19-year-olds and or these I, – I wouldn't even say 19. I, age doesn't matter because there are some people that are in their 30s and 40s that I'm like, oh, my God, you are really dumb. And then there's some kids that are just – brilliant but then there's the vice versa um you know there's the the generation that doesn't work and doesn't do anything and they're oh, like, now you're like, sounding old yeah That'll that's where that. i'm Not like that off <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't that i was always the kid that <laughs> is like, generation wanna... well no that generation because when i was in high school i was crazy kid i would go to costco and buy candy and sell it at my school oh, like, you I, was always, that... I was that kid i knew how to make money i always knew how to make money and I was always like business savvy, and then I I learned also like who was the smartest kid in the class became best friends with them because I know that I could always ask them for the right answers on the tests. Like I knew what to do. Oh, you're they, a survivor. Yeah. Like the kids nowadays, I'm just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like you're just not business savvy at all. Like it's just. But anyways, that's why I sound older because I'm like <laughs> these kids these days are <laughs> so. No. But um. But no, and I don't have kids, so I'm saying it like that too. I, I date 24 year olds, by the way. Yeah, really. you you yeah, got, so, yeah you
0: um, don't have kids. You just date I just young guys. Date young guys. <laughs> Isn't so that fun though?
1: It is fun, and I'm gonna go back to it. I actually am gonna yeah, go yeah. You took to Dana. a break. I well, I t- took a break because <laughs> I was working on the film, and the, you know when you're on on a, doing a feature and you're producing it and. Uh, You don't really have a life like that. The the movie is your baby, and that's everything. It's your husband. It's your kid. It's your everything. And like with you, when you do your film coming up, like it's that's your life. Like, yeah, um, I'm guys. I'm I'm about to shoot a feature that
0: I wrote, and so yeah, I can't. Again, when we go back to the whole thing, like I can't believe that this is happening.
1: Um, But yeah, yeah, you get the funding, everything. That's everything.
0: I can't even believe it thank you joey g and yeah carl and like all these people that made it like they're just these people in my life that are just really awesome
1: making it happen and that's what you want you want awesome people so when i did when i did meg it was actually um it wasn't my original idea to even do the feature uh alex ferrari called me and then he was like he's been a friend for many years and uh we had done a couple of projects together and he was just like it was the timing was so perfect because it was after pilot season. He calls me. He's like, I've got the crew. I've got the gear. He's like, you've got, you know how to write. you got talented friends. Goes, Let's make a movie. <laughs> and I went, yes, it was perfect. And and so this is Meg was born because of um, the frustration of living in Los Angeles and being not a nobody and then not a, a famous household name. So it's kind of being like kind of stuck in the middle where a lot of people feel in daily life. Um, you don't have to be in the industry to relate to this film, uh, because it's how people feel at, in their work environment. If you know, if you're not the CEO, but yet you're not the 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 male guy, you know, you're in the middle. You're making money, but you feel like, what the heck? How do I go to the next level? What's going on? It
0: really is an LA story, though. It I yeah. call it
1: a real LA story yeah. because it is the relationships in LA. Even though Meg is an actress, it really it's not specifically. Towards like you have to be an actor to understand it. It's more of what the relationships are in Los Angeles, and also uh, Lana plays this incredible character, and it's it's kind of a, she's seen at the beginning, but she lives throughout the film because that's what's driving the film. Uh, is these YouTube stars, this this um, whole sensation. I'm just so annoying to you. <laughs> you are so freaking annoying, but yeah. yet I, but I fall. I love you, and I appreciate you, and I get it at the end of the film that what it, what's going on with the industry and and how you can embrace it as opposed to push it away because if you don't if you push things away we're all dead like that's it like then we might as well just hang up our hats and go move to them you know some small town and go teach some acting classes and that's what I've thought about that too I've thought like okay so um if things don't work out like with my credits I could like move to like I don't know, Colorado somewhere, be nice, ha- huge house and teach acting classes and, you know, and be with my dogs. And and I'm like, and I would be miserable. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, so I keep, I'm in this. I love this. So if, if we're going to be in the game, then we got to play the game.
0: Interesting. Well, so it really is a reflection of yourself in that film. Well, I don't want to give away too much because I want people to watch it. Oh, it's it, but, so good.
1: Yes. Yeah, so guys, you can pre-order now and then it comes out August fourth is the launch on iTunes. I'm so, so excited. I'm very, yes. I'm very
0: exposed in this film. Very exposed, <laughs> darling. I've, yes. I've been more and more into committing myself to being like, I don't know, there's something wrong with me in that. I like, I've been really into, even in my movie, I'm going to have a scene where I get pretty risque with, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm super proud. And, um, yeah, you know, I like this whole sex positive movement. Mm-hmm. that, And I, I feel like, I feel like there's uh, this sort of thing with female comedians. Oh, well, she like uses her body or whatever, but I'm like super proud. I've had two kids and I'm, and, and I'm, I'm happy. Like I can get away with that. But there's something also really hilarious in my mind about being exposed.
1: <laughs> well, I Don't you think, I think you're incredibly just daring and I love it. But I never like.
0: was. That's what's so great about it. It's like a, A comeuppance or something.
1: I think it's awesome. I'm really proud. I'm super proud. I mean, first of all, your body's ridiculous. Like, Mm. I mean, gorgeous You're like you stop, know stop, well here's stop. the thing like the, all the listeners i'm an athlete and i also I, look I, fucking great so i i am Let's always staring no, at I'm like we're totally making no, out you right totally now look great and just totally so you guys great. know we're all doing this podcast completely naked yeah like we're just you nude. yeah just nude it's hot, out. it's hot out so um <laughs> you know save some money on air because whatever but <laughs> um but no, I mean it's n- like it's amazing how well we can talk when we're licking each other's vaginas. It's, oh, oh, I it's don't g- even. Insane. <laughs> it's insane. Well, fortunately, you you're very um, you know you're trim and all beautiful, yeah, so well. I'm not going to get any like weird gloss <laughs> issues going on. Yeah, so I'm I'm good.
0: I'm able to talk. I multitask. You multitask. <laughs> that's
1: good. <laughs> See, we're not that old. We can multitask. <laughs> I always what say, are we talking about? I have no idea. I have no idea because your nipple is in my mouth. I can't I can't focus. No. <laughs> oh, you were saying how fabulous my body is. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, like as a as a trainer, you know, it's like and people go like, why do you why do you teach spin? You're an actress. I don't get it. I'm a producer. I don't get. It. I teach spin because I have ADHD. So um, I don't take medicine. So it helps me, and oh. I love it. And yeah, if I don't work yeah. out, I'm gonna f- go. I'll, yeah, go I'll go crazy. crazy. Yeah. So I might as well get paid for it, right? So. <laughs> <Yes>. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I
0: I, th- I literally like working out has saved my sanity over yeah. the years. Like I if I don't move some heavy weight around every day or like when I, I usually don't over the weekends and by Monday I'm just like, oh, yeah. I need to move some weight. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: Like today was, I was like locked in having to write and I was going nuts. Like I was like, let's take a break. I'm gonna take my dog for a walk. Like right. I was like, Oh my God, I can't, I can't see. but I, yeah. So I have to constantly be moving. So, yeah. but
0: you know, I wonder if this about you, cause I think we have this in common. It, it's very hard for me not to, to do anything with like, Half-assed. So, like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna spin. You're going to spend. Oh, yeah. Like you're going to, you're not going to spend a little time on a bike. You're going to be on that bike until you're, yeah. Yeah. Because you found your thing.
1: I teach uh, the mind-body connection. I'm Mm -hmm. huge about that. I know there's some trainers out there that like that too. I love it because if you train with the mind-body connection and keep people focused on what's going on right here, right now, the present, uh, because the past and the future is just an illusion. So it's like be super present. And the workouts are, you get results 10 times faster. So, but they're harder because you can't daydream and it's intense. So you are drenched when you leave my class. Like, and me as an instructor jumping off the bike and, and on the bike, I'm drenched. So I know that the, all the members are crazy. They're like, and that's why they keep coming back. Cause it's like a high, right. you know, they leave and they're just like, oh my gosh, I can't even get this in. You know, when I'm, when I'm meditating or when I'm lifting weights, because we're actually combining the working out and a meditation process. And of course there's amazing music. So you're having so much fun at the same time. And when you're having fun and you go into the right, left side of your brain as you're rotating those legs, the science behind it is just tremendous. That's why I like, I guess you could say it's a healthy addiction, um, you know, working out because... You know, you uh, yeah, y- it's like well, medicine.
0: Well, I mean, there's something to be said about that too, with with addiction and a, maybe somewhat addictive personalities. At least, like we have found healthy addictions. I mean, yeah. stand up is kind of it's very addictive. It's oh yeah, for it's a, it's a, a huge stroke to a damaged ego.
1: Absolutely, and do you notice too the highs and lows of stand up? Oh god, like it's just like a meth addict. Like yeah. seriously, you have a huge theater, and you are just like. Oh my god! Oh, this is amazing.
0: Oh, the <laughs> Everybody's is just loving. When, oh, I can say anything, and they're going. I to can laugh. breathe, yes. and they're like, "You're
1: awesome. Yes. I love you." You know. Right. And then you have like some shitty cafe with the you know the blenders going off in the back. Yeah, you and just you're get just like, off stage. Why am I doing this? Like, I'm going to why? Like, right. My life sucks. You know. So it's it's the highs and lows. But I think comics as comics, I know we all make sure that we still check in. I mean, I, I don't know if, like, if Louis C.K. does, if mm-hmm. he checks in at a coffee shop every once in a while. But I think it's important, like, tomorrow night I'm going to go do a little dive bar because it's important to stay humble. Well, yeah. those those hard shows are what make you strong.
0: I think so, too. Totally. But yeah. do you get depressed if you don't get on stage for a little while? Because I yeah. do. Yeah. If um, I go more than a couple of days, I find myself, like, feeling lost.
1: But it's interesting that... um. For me, though, when I shot the special in February, I was so busy doing my other projects that I actually, um, I didn't want to go on the stage. Um, People were calling me to do shows and I had no desire because I wanted to write all new from a new perspective and a new point of view. So I really, it was weird because I go, am I falling out of love with stand-up? Like, what's going on? Like, something was really messed up inside me. Like, I didn't want to go to the stage because I didn't want to do all the material I've been doing. Was so to purge it right yeah i purged it all in the special and i was like i don't want to repeat it on stage yeah. anymore so That's i've been normal home and like talk about post-its and notes in my phone and also uh so this weekend i actually collected uh, um a bunch and uh, and wrote a bunch and now i'm like super excited to hit the stage tomorrow like because it's all brand new stuff and i'm Good. like ooh, and i it's scary too because you're like it is brand new but you know we've been doing this so damn long it's no, like, you're gonna be fine yeah. you know
0: you know what's crazy is that like when i recorded my one hour mm-hmm. that hour i'd worked on for years mm-hmm. i mean really since i started stand-up yeah I've, i'm i guess it's been like probably seven god it's been quite a few years now since I'm i recorded 17. that
1: so what, you, when did you record it uh,
0: it's probably been six almost seven years ago that i recorded wow. that. i can't believe okay. that i'm trying to think about I mean, the kids were pretty young so yeah um yeah, it's been a while, and but to think about it, like the, or the th- it just as soon as it was recorded, you you, you dump it. Yeah, you dump and it, and then you write very quickly after mm-hmm. that because you have the foundation to yeah. work on. Like you you know how to write, and so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna come I'm a lot ex- faster. Yeah, I'm
1: excited to put this up because uh, it. It's still, like, because I was thinking, like, is my voice going to be completely different now? Like, is my hope is but you're going to be stronger and more. It's stronger. And I think it's more, like, you know how to hit it harder, too. It doesn't take longer to get there. Yeah. You know, it's just.
0: I can't wait to dump the material I'm working on now. Yeah. Like, I just can't wait to. Every chance I get, I just want to be able to dump. Because you write it. So, I I write it and forget it. Yeah. Now at this point, like I, oh yeah, I was doing that bit. I totally forgot about it. I need to and bring talk that back. about
1: going. Wait, let's go back. Embracing the contrast as comics—that's all we do. If there's no contrast in our life, there's nothing to write about. <laughs> it's so boring. <laughs> oh God!
0: So we need the tr- need a misery because comedy loves tragedy. Well,
1: it's not that. It's 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 co- like if you even watch a television show. I mean, as as a writer, you know this is like every no one's going to buy a show from you if there's no conflict. There's oh. got to be conflict. There's conflict, conflict. That's what drives anything. Mm. So if there's no conflict, and people go, I hate, like, I hate, Alex said it the other day when we were editing. He's like, oh my God, I can't. No drama, no drama. And I'm like, I hate when people say that. I'm like, give me, and then I, I explained the contrast thing. I was like, when there's contrast, it's room for expansion. <laughs> I was like, if there's no drama in your life, I, you're a corpse. Like, I'm, you're just a corpse. You're done. You're dead. Because, if you are, there's no way you can be just maintain a certain frequency of, like, let's say, just happiness forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Because then you're not going to remember what happiness is. You're just going to be complacent, you know? Well,
0: I mean, I think like there's this, you know, Catherine Reinhardt, right? Mm-hmm. So Cat and I had this like really long conversation about like whether it's possible for somebody to have at all like is it possible to have everything have a successful career have a successful relationship have plenty of money like have it all and have it be truly like real not just what you present to the world look I have it all look at my mm-hmm. ring look at my career like actually really be that and keep
1: it I think they can but there's gonna be uh, there is a, still a roller coaster whether that is I mean think about let's say we're in a big giant beautiful house we have our amazing adonis husbands you know we have with you know everything we want you know um and then we walk out to the mailbox or wait our g- gorgeous little um uh, chauffeur brings in the mail for us and he brings it in and you open a bill that says uh, you owe you know twenty seven thousand dollars for blah blah immediately right there there's contrast you're like what this is it? and it may doesn't even belong to you you pick up the phone but there's a there's something in your gut you got to call you got to so everybody has whatever it is in life someone's it. sending you a 27,000 dollars bill you're probably doing all right. you're probably doing pretty good well you have the big house and, yeah, the, and the, the chauffeur yeah, there you go. and the, you know that's why i put 27,000 cuz uh, you know that's going to Make you go whatever, maybe not because my life is so perfect. It's (laughs) whatever, take my seven thousand or twenty seven thousand dollars. I don't
0: care. I have four. Look, I just shit some more. (laughs) Look, you need twenty seven. Remember, I have it all. Kat and I came to the conclusion that you can't ever really balance it all, that there's always sort of like an ebb and flow no matter what happens.
1: Well, that's it, ebb and flow. I think that there's an ebb and flow. I don't think anything is perfect. There's nothing that's perfect.
0: We should record a podcast while
1: we're spinning oh my god well that would be very difficult I know yeah, that would th- just be us <laughs> <BS> breathing <laughs> the whole time like, breathe in breathe out. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. that sounds
0: like the perfect podcast would, uh, you guys should write in and let me know if you just want to hear you guys b- just want to hear <sighs>
1: breathe <sighs> for 45, <sighs> 45 minute push oh god uh, oh, oh yeah <laughs> that's it. That's it. Push a little harder. Harder. Harder.
0: Harder. harder. <laughs> yes. You do faster too. Yes.
1: You're going up yeah, that. Just pick up the pace. Pick up the pace. You're going downhill. You're going downhill.
0: <laughs> you know. You know where I I go to when I take a spin class, and it's getting like super hard. When you know when they you get to that place where you're just like you have to push through mentally mm-hmm. every single time. I go to the spot where. um when I traveled after college, I had an amazing year. Where I went, all ra- like I went to quite a few places, and one of the um, one of the locations I got to go to Egypt, which was amazing, wow. and but I was you know on a total broke ass budget, trying to you know shoestring traveling, and so we went to um, the Valley of the Kings and the Valley of the Queens, which is like where they buried you know the kings and queens. Anyways, it's two different areas, and it's separated by it's quite it's not easy to get between the two so we rented bikes and we rode between these two areas and most people only go to the v- valley of the kings a lot of people don't go to the other one and we wanted to see it all which yeah. I'm so glad we did and so um it was myself my friend Sarah who was traveling with and this guy that we met we met on the way that was just like mm-hmm. tagging along and uh it was this I, I was It was so hot that I was Actually frightened because we didn't have enough water. We had sugarcane juice, and just a little bit of water. But the water was, was boiling hot because it was. And right. we tried to get from one area to the other, and it, it it was. I just when I start biking in in a spin room when it gets super hot like that, I immediately flash oh, back yeah. to biking in the desert. Be- and it was just an amazing bike ride. Hmm. But it was, it was gross.
1: But it was right. amazing. But to, So you feel like you're going to pass out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm
0: dying. I'm going to die on this bike today. Yeah, most and people do,
1: they, especially in my class because it's really tough. So, But at that moment, you just get back in the saddle. You don't stop. You keep your legs moving. You breathe, and it passes. It takes like a couple of minutes, and those minutes are scary. But then it passes. It, but that actually means that you're passing your threshold, and you're getting stronger. So that's why I always tell people if you need to take a break, no one's judging you here. Get in the saddle, but do not quit because all all quitting is, is means that you're bored and you're giving up on yourself. So like when kids say, really? I'm bored, I go, that means you're just quitting on yourself. You, you don't want to focus. You're, you're quitting. Sometimes I so. think they're just bored. I, I mean, my kids no. get bored. No, because they're quitting because you can hmm. stare at a wall and find little grooves in the wall and make a story up and say, right. they just want yeah. their iPad. Yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. I mean, and it's they true. Sh-
0: they should have just said, Mommy, I want my iPad. Yeah. And I, they know what the answer would be. Yeah. So then they go, Mommy, I'm bored. Mommy, I'm bored. Mommy, I'm bored. Fine. Get your fucking iPad.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm really strict right. on the iPad. Yeah. I, I don't Obviously. Say, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm a
0: beast. <laughs> I just, I'm like, you don't need to be looking at that thing.
1: Well, it, you know, because, well, look, that, that's what they say. The hardest thing is meditation, sitting quiet. You know, um, oh, that's yeah. really difficult. Can so. you do that? Yeah. Really? It's hard, though. Wait, do you meditate? Every morning. How do you do that? Um, I, ha- I just got into a new routine. You know, for for years I was a, like a Buddhist leader for 12 years. What does that mean? Um, I like I was the head of like a district. and But are you Buddhist? I didn't even know this. What I'm not even Buddhist. Long... No, I was like, because, you know, I grew up Catholic and then went to a private Baptist school. And I mean, it was crazy. So religion for me, I've always been fascinated with learning different religions. Wait, did you grow
0: up believing in Christ? Uh-huh. Okay yeah. and but now
1: you're And now I I believe in Christ but I believe that he was a, an amazing man and he was trying to instill the thoughts into people and the ideas into people that. By the way, we should
0: yeah. talk also about how you're super orgasmic. Just oh just yeah, for the we're record. gonna do that. Yeah, so we don't lose anybody. in orgasm. Yeah, I mean together, I just don't so. want anybody <laughs> to turn this podcast <laughs> off thinking we're not gonna talk about <laughs> oh, pussy oh my at God. some point. Uh, at some point, yes, yeah. we, will. we will. We'll but get anyways. to it. Hopefully we don't run. Uh, we'll run but out of time oh and then you guys will just get cock blocked.
1: That's right. Well, not. Let's not cock block them. Let's let's go into that. Because we only have about ten more minutes. But I want to hear your wait. You
0: were Buddhist. I want to hear.
1: Like oh, yeah, yeah. Really and quick, then, and then... Um, and then. I, love, I love, like, Tina Turner, the Nam-myoho-renge-kyo. I was all like, yeah, what's up, Tina? Um, <laughs> I don't even know You don't even know Tina Turner. So she chants, too. Oh. So we chant. I chanted for many, many years, and I still do, but on my own now. Um, I'm not part of the organization. I don't like organizations. So um, I do what's best for me. I love Abraham Hicks. I, I'm sure there's some people out there that know who Abraham Hicks is. Um, anything that's like a spiritual conduit, I love... Deepak is really great because of uh, the science with, um, you know, with the, the quantum physics I love. I'm a, kind of a nerd when it comes to all of that kind of stuff. I, and so I've really tried to in this like just even recently in the past, like I say two weeks, I made myself a. a I like doing like 30 day campaigns. And I was like, 30 day campaign, I'm gonna wake up every morning and I'm gonna chant every morning and then I'm gonna do my journaling and listen to some Abraham Hicks. And then I start my day because you start the vibration for the day. So it puts out and eludes this, um, this, this light cause we're all just energy. So it makes your light shine a little bit brighter. And I've really noticed the difference in just two weeks. And again, these are all teachings I've known for a long time, but it's the discipline of doing in the morning, setting the tone of your vibration for the day. And because I was going through some crap, I mean, yeah, you yeah. know about this, and everyone doesn't need to know about it, but of course, it's another boy. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. like Jill, i am like the ultimate bachelor you know like with a vagina well so. the, you gotta
0: find your vibration and then get over the boy and then you gotta find use i your, vibrate use your on vibrations. my own because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you do i vibrate on my own yeah. that's what it is. god doesn't, think, I, i'm sick of that that's no fun well i, I mean it's fun but it's no fun like I
1: do love touch, you know? It's like that thing where you love touch, But sometimes what comes with it is just not worth it. (laughs) What's touching you? (laughs) You're just like, jeez. I can't, you know? There's just so much. um, Because, you know, I'm used, used to dating young guys. And I actually tried to date an older guy and you know, and when I say older, he was like 40, you (laughs) know, um, like within, within my uh, appropriate age range. (laughs) Um, and it was just like, man, like so much, like, uh, I guess from experience when an older man likes to put women in categories, you know, they, they want to define what you are. They, and I'm just, I, I am not definable. I'm, I'm not, I'm, there's only one Jilly yeah, out he there. He wanted to. De- he wanted to define me. A lot of guys do that. They want to. They want to put me in a category so they can understand me. And you can't. I'm very unique. Like I'm not. Because in on stage and in work, I'm very masculine. Well, You're a comedian. You're a unicorn. Exactly. And so, but at home, I want to be treated like a princess. I'm quiet. I want to watch TV and get high. You know, like I don't and write like and play with my dog like and and I'm active. Like I love to be in the gym and. And uh, it's it's strange because it's very confusing to a lot of men. I feel like though, I feel like Lana, I should do Match.com because seriously, then they get to know me like the couch girl and hanging out at home and being the writer girl, and then Mm. later they can find out that I'm a stand-up. I don't know. I don't know would that work? Googleable.
0: i I would think that before anybody would actually meet anybody nowadays they would google you no because you can't do an alias because then you're meeting somebody who has no idea who you are damn it i just i don't think so because i've thought about it for myself like in that way like when i'm like oh i'm in the single world again how do you meet people or whatever and then i'm like but i couldn't i'm anybody who just meet like to google me you know uh,
1: like you gotta i know it's hard right yeah but do it why not it could be fun I thought it might be fun for material too because now it's like. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's, yeah
0: well, in that case, know. just that go case, for it because you'll get some bits it. out of it. <laughs> oh,
1: who, no.
0: who cares about the dude that he's gonna categorize <laughs> you? <No.
1: laughs> Here I'll you see him for <laughs> material. I'll totally be talking <laughs> into my voice memo notes <laughs> on, on the day. So he shows up and he's wearing, it. oh, and no, just excuse me for just one second. Let me just request <laughs> a really good joke. Hold on, he shows up wearing. <laughs> guy kind of be like, oh my God! <laughs> what I googled you. You're really funny. <laughs> okay, guys. Oh, I have to tell you something, guys that are listening. Do not tell jokes to a comedian on a date. Please don't do it. Don't. Why? Do it. It's the, I think it's the worst. They they think that they're. This is so hilarious. You're gonna love this. There's gonna be a lot
0: of pressure for a guy to want to try and be funny for you. Oh
1: man, I can't. <laughs> like that's why i like them young because then you just go take your clothes off they're like okay <laughs> like, you know it's just easier uh, and nicer no. and they have stamina and they don't have to take viagra that's just oh and i love my older guys out there but don't get me wrong please like i just don't date them i adore them but it's just i i for dating
0: I, <laughs> like you put a how you put in like a a, a non-disclosure clause or like a, a, total, a clause at the bottom of that. Clause. You're like, <laughs> I, I, she's like, I like these young guys. They fuck the shit out of <laughs> me. Oh, but I like the old guys too. I mean, I don't know the whole
1: like, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to talk <laughs> I mean, about I mean, I like that. having <laughs> conversation with the older guys. The younger ones, I don't want to talk to them.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't even know. I can't comment on any That's of this so stuff. Funny. But
1: I do <laughs> I'm terrible. I know. I just want to see you happy. But I you can't know. have it all. You can you just, can. I you don't think you I can. Don't. I'm happy, though. I'm happy by myself. I know that sounds weird. No, it's not. Um, yeah, because, I mean, I'm so... With f-
0: the vibrations. I'm so
1: <laughs> filled with my friends and my dog. and I know, because I... Like, we were talking earlier before we got on the podcast. It's like, uh, I can orgasm so easy. So, it's not like there's a lack of orgasm in my life. When you, <laughs> you say know? orgasm easy, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, just... Can you uh, orgasm now? Just sitting there. No, <laughs> well, I got to awesome. lean up against. So I need a little bit of a pressure. Um, <laughs> Just like. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, it's, it's seriously. I have been. I You know, when I was little, I used to get in trouble because there were like the hooks for the backpacks when you're a little kid. And um, oh, yeah, you talked about this. And before. yeah, I would like to go and, and grab the backpack and then get in trouble. And they would take me to be like, like riding is, that. still riding the hook. Why is she rubbing up against that? So I, I discovered early on that. I had this thing, which I thought there was something wrong with me. Now, as I'm getting older, I go, this is a gift. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, seriously, I can just lean up against something. And because I I really did. I thought that was probably wrong with me because I was like, why do I do this? And why do I enjoy this? Because even into my teenage years and stuff like that, I mean, I would constantly do it. You just lean up against a chair and you're like, oh, let's have a good time. Oh, and then like. And the reason why it became call I call it the bird. And the reason I call it the bird is because I used to be a cheerleader and, um, We had five guys in our squad and we had this one stunt called the bird, which is like dirty dancing. You know, when he lifts her up in the Uh air, that's the bird in cheerleading. It's called the bird. And, uh, we were like national champions and I, and I always be like, uh, I want to do the bird. I want to do the bird. And the guys love it because you know, you're right. They're like grabbing and holding you or whatever. But because of that friction and holding you up to keep your balance, it causes me to have orgasms. I had... They know none of it. If they're listening now, you guys, the five guys that were on my squad, I was orgasming when you had me in the air. That's what I was doing. Really?
0: Yes. That's amazing. Yes, it's
1: just the tension. What do you mean, yeah. like, of your body being held in that position? Because you have to. Do, did they
0: have his hand? Did he have his hand on your vagina? Well,
1: that's the chair. That's the chair. So he actually was hand. touching you. with The it, chair his hand. is when they lift you up into the air and you kind of fall like seated on their hands. Oh, that's really air. exciting, though. And so,
0: like, you're in high school and the guy is. Oh, basically that touching was a your good time puss. too. But the yeah. bird, you had.
1: I had a better orgasm on the bird because the bird, no one's touching you. It's just it's all friction. It's all you having to. It's kind of like doing plank in the air. You know, oh. I don't get the same feeling doing plank on the floor but you know um but that's the bird and then uh yeah the chair was another one though the chair was lovely the guys like that one too because their hands are right on your hoo-ha so
0: pretty much then from just having intercourse like just regular sex you come pretty much with ease right like if
1: there is pressure if a, if there's a man that is not well endowed I snorted because it's <laughs> disgusting I'm sorry the snort was oh
0: that's so well. <laughs> that will. was a true, like that was your real reaction, that though. Was, that was it was your
1: feeling. Oh. I I always thought men were just always like one size. Like I was so clueless. Um, and there's I,
0: something. There's a there's
1: a, a a a pig for every hole, right? Ah, uh, yeah. I guess because I I dated one that oh, it's so disgusting. I and and the, and the reason I would have ran the first night if I was a whore that I would have totally been like, I'm out. Like. But I waited three months to have sex with this guy because I was like, I'm gonna do it right. I read that book, like why women love or why men love bitches. I was like, I'm gonna do it just by the book. And I waited three months, and when it finally we were going to have sex, it was smaller than a uh, magic marker. I feel really bad. Though. I know that's not like. But he it was like the biggest egotistical I was maniac. Say, though,
0: if he's a wonderful person, it doesn't No, he really wasn't matter. wonderful.
1: He was very like he acted like as though like he had this gigantor cock. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was like, does it has any girl ever told you like, whoa, that thing's like a tic tac? Like, has anyone <laughs> ever said it? Really? I like, yeah. How- oh, it was yeah, like a highlighter.
0: I don't yeah. I mean, sad. I think I feel bad. Like I always say, for that I would, I I would do anything. Like I would love to be a man, mm-hmm. and I would love to have a cock. Like I think it would be the best thing in the world. Like just for a day, I would love to what walk a around. Strap on? Have you ever done a strap on? No, but I would just love to walk around. Would you want a strap on? I don't know. I mean, just, I just no, because it's not a dick. Like I would love to have a, a dick. Like I would love to really? walk around and be a man for a day and have a big old cock and just mm-hmm. walk around, knowing that I could put this cock inside things and know that I'm a man nothing's better than being a man unless you're a guy with a really small dick that yeah. sucks i yeah. just wouldn't wish that on a guy because it's just like for this conversation right now i mean it's just hard like i shouldn't say that word i don't know about hard <laughs> 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 no but it, it just but, but here's but the there's thing. so much pressure on a man uh-huh. both in i mean in the in the equipment and also in the equipment's function and so i think it's like
1: but you know i wouldn't
0: have cared if he was awesome Right, that's what I was just going to say, if you love somebody and and you you care about them, then really nothing
1: else matters. Yeah, nothing matters. And I
0: think they can turn you on and get you off with whatever they got
1: just by being an awesome man yeah. is a turn on for me. Like it's, it's interesting. Cause like people go, well, why don't you do like those dating apps like Bumble or, um, or Grindr or whatever, Tinder, Grindr, not Grindr, repeat, the boys. Um, <laughs> that's all my gays. I hang out with too many gay men. Um, or, you know, Tinder or whatever. And it's because I go, because it's not the actual sex act that is like, woohoo. It's all the courting. I love, I love the romance of it. I love the touch. I love the kissing, I love the holding, and I I can't be vulnerable like that with just some guy that I, like, swiped, you know, I don't even know which way you swipe, but, you know, you swipe and they swipe, and then you're like, let's meet up, let's fuck, you know, it's like, that doesn't do anything for me, because then I, if I just want to fuck, then I just lean up against the counter, and I'm fine, but, so I love the touch, I love the, the conversation, I love the, you know, all of that, the cuddling. I'm a dork. Like, I that's love it. That's not a dork. It's so, well, what makes
0: life, that's why you, people want to find companionship. It's love, companionship. yeah. It's just yeah. love,
1: and that's what makes the world tick. What time is it?
0: It's oh time God. for us. So we could talk oh all night. Do we have to go? Yes. Holy shit. Oh well, guys, gosh. we got to end our conversation sharing it with you and carry on our own conversation because we have a whole night ahead of us, Miss Jill. Oh, my Jill. gosh, I know. Um, Guys, this is Meg. I'm in it jill's amazing it's pre-order
1: cheap. now guys because it's 9.99 and then august 4th it's it goes up I'm it's gonna
0: sure. i'm so proud of you and i'm so proud to be a part of this thing uh, you're amazing in it you're so amazing. good i love you jill thank you I so much for me you. on the podcast
1: thank you thank you guys for listening